The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. this weekend boy yeah. oh boy oh boy a lot of fireworks uh few surprises out there and few not surprises out there man i mean folks just went it was some players that put up some numbers yeah oh yeah i mean uh you know uh and i know we're going to talk about uh the, the young run uh junior running back from del valle but he lit it up uh you know hot knife through butter you know, uh, sharp knife through Swiss cheese, whatever. I mean, whatever thing you want to put on it on, on that Chapin defense was, he called him up pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, let's just get right into it. Let's look at our top ten and kind of look at the scores from those games. So, mm -hmm. up first, we're gonna start at number nine. We had, which really, I mean, was a big surprise for me because I expected so much more out of Parkland. Was a uh, Parkland versus Kenya Teal. 37 to 7. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, that um, we knew uh, Kenny Teo had played some tough games, real tough schedule early on, and you didn't know how healthy they were after the, the previous week of the Del Valle uh, challenges. And then they came in to the Parkland game and absolutely just, just took it to them. And you wonder, again, when you think about a game like that and a score like that, uh, did Parkland lose some kids' grades? Are they healthy? I mean, or... Is this what was probably going to happen at some point? We knew they lost a lot of everybody. Uh, and so, um, you know, so there's a lot of question marks on the Parkland side. Not that they're definitely not saying they're a bad team or nothing like that, but uh, they certainly got some question marks as they go into district play. And you don't want to take anything away from King and Teal. I mean, no. they play, the two losses that they do have, those were some tough games. Yeah, tough games. I mean, Del Valle got away from them, but – uh, the rest of those games were really, really tough. And so uh, kudos again, as we said, uh, you know, coach out there is going to do his thing and, uh, and have that team ready, and he did that week. Definitely. Yeah, let's look at what I think was probably on everybody's list is the game of the week this past week, yeah. uh, Chapin versus Del Valle. And, man, I, I, I have to say it, I mean, it, it did live up to the billing. To, yeah, early on, um, Del Valle uh, just jumped, put their – foot on their neck and really got going and uh, talking to a few players on the on the outside I, I got some inside information uh, they were a little disappointed at uh, not being able to sustain uh, you know uh, it was had them really angry about how they played the second part of that game but uh, they knew they were a better team uh, those are some of the quotes and comments they knew they were a better team uh, they knew they had better uh, uh, better line, and they knew they had the better skill guys than than um, you know than uh, than Chapin. Now, uh, I know they have definitely uh, 
the, the quarterback, Fetty, played pretty good, uh, and the running back just played phenomenal. And you never, you never say, can one player really control a game, but one player control that game. And so uh, it just shows you there's some potential holes uh, going forward for Chapin on defense. Now, they can score, and that's, that's, that is the plus side for Coach Warner and them over there. They now know, I mean, I can score against anybody. You yep, know, definitely. Uh, but uh, I'm sure, you know, talking to the D.C. this week, they going back and they really get into the numbers, seeing how they can fix some things. Definitely. But, I mean, it was definitely some fireworks going on in that game. And, I mean, just look at the, just look at the numbers. I mean, the junior, Shelton, Shelton Fuller, 13 carries, 331, five touchdowns. Oh, that's 25-plus yards a carry. A carry. And when you look at um, seeing the video, I mean, I think most of the guests have seen the video out there. I mean, the tackling was, I mean, it looked like he was playing little league ball out there, just stepping through tackles and people diving at his feet with nobody, you know, trying to hit him in the chest mm -hmm. and wrap him up. They were just reaching and grabbing, and uh, that's never going to get it done at any level of football. And so – I'm sure the tackling circuit that Chapin's going to do this week is going to make them better tacklers because uh, uh, many certainly made them look pedestrian, and that's just the best way to put it. I mean, we just call it like you see it, you know. Um, it was just a man amongst boys, and even the safety help didn't even come up to – he's breaking up the middle, making peace, juking and making people miss at the second level and you don't see a safety come up in the picture. And so it's like, what's going on? And mm -hmm. so, uh, so sure, it, it shows you some, some weaknesses on the defense for Chapin. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So now let's look at the next game. Next game up, we got Bel Air versus Jefferson. And it was what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, rinse, repeat. Um, uh, at, we said this a, a while ago. Um, that uh, Bel Air has been throughout the season um, uh, rotating, if you will, uh, having a guy with the big game. And so uh, this week it was Oscar Martinez. He had uh, three touchdowns over 100-plus yards. Um, and uh, Mark Bikibi had a touchdown. He was over – he had a 91-yarder in that game. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Chris Davis was the third option in the game. This week, while he had the most catches, he, uh, they were really just, they really weren't getting it down the field, you know, seven, eight, ten-yard plays. And you had one, uh, one uh, longer, you know, longer catch for a touchdown, but no really stretching the field. You didn't see a bunch of four wide, you know, all vertical going down the field like that. Uh, uh, you hadn't seen that yet. You didn't see the. Uh, some of the other packages that we know are out there. So come district, I think for that Bel Air team, you're going to start to see what they really want to do. Uh, they've shown some people a lot, of, a lot of eye candy out there. But you know how you get to it. When you get to district play, uh, at that point you go with your dogs. And, you know, the numbers are starting to come in as they update stats. I mean, yeah. no, Marino, no Marino, 8 of 9 for 266. Yeah. Then and he added another 100 yards rushing. Didn't play the second half. I mean, and you know, <laughs> that's the thing. The, the crazy thing is, is I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking, I'm like, man, this freshman Angel Dominguez. You talked about him at the beginning Told of the year. Like this kid is getting some some invaluable reps. Yeah, like he's getting game reps that he's gonna be to slide in next year and, and won't miss a beat. And won't miss a beat. And 
and while they have to replace a lot uh, for that football team next year, um, uh, this young man is uh, being set up for success early on. Now, how much play he gets in district play, uh, it remains to be seen, and that's really going to depend on because once you get the district play, you're not messing around, you're not playing games, you're, and now you're trying to win a district title. And so uh, the plays that you call, the things that you do on defense, you'll see the, the exotic blitzes coming out there. People ain't going to mess around. Uh, they're going to come out to people because at this point, you're trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah. And so you can't mess around. Uh, the blocking comes up, the blocking schemes. Everybody takes it a notch up for definitely, sure. Definitely. Next game up, we got Riverside versus Horizon, and they were who we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, um, uh, Horizon is still another year away. Um, uh, now, next year, I, I look for that team to take a step up. I mean, because you got two years, you've had a couple years under the, uh, the head coach, and, uh, and that third year is always a nice little leap. And um, when you think about it, when you get a class of kids and you get to work with them, usually yeah. it's that third year that you really get a leap with those, uh, with those kids. Um, uh, you're seeing that in some teams around the city. America's third year with this group. Uh, Bel Air, third year with this group, you know, uh, uh, you're seeing that uh, Canateo, third year with that group. And so uh, Del Valle is younger, but they still got some guys, uh, senior kids out there too, uh, third year with that group. So that's just kind of a pattern you see. When you get a group of kids and you get them for three years, usually that third year they take a big leap. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It'll be interesting to see, I mean, I'm I'm very interested to see how scary that Del Valle team is going to be. Yeah, no, no doubt, uh, no doubt, um, uh, no doubt. The Del Valle team is uh, is really tough. Um, and again, uh, you've seen how they've played in some other uh, uh, some other tougher games. You've yeah. seen them uh, be competitive, all of that, and. Um, it's going to be interesting. Now you get the district play, uh, they're going to bring out their real offense, uh, all the schools in the district, and this is for 6A and 5A yeah. and 4A. Now you see the real offenses come out there, the real defenses come out there. Uh, but again, because people are trying to get to the playoffs. And so yeah, games are probably going to be closer in some cases. Uh, and other cases where teams are still developing talent, you're going to see some lopsided scores. But – the games are definitely going to be closer. Definitely. Next up, we got Franklin and Socorro. I mean. Franklin's, uh, come on, y'all. Franklin's going to win the game. Um, we do know that, it, uh, I'm sorry, we know Franklin won the game. Sorry about that. Um, but Franklin, it was tough. They, I mean, uh, they had to come in at the halftime and put the foot on the gas because it was a very competitive game. Watched a lot of that football game. And Socorro. Um, they were moving the ball, short passes, taking what they give you kind of deal. And, uh, but they had a lot of penalties that kept holding the team back, holding the team back. And so um, while they didn't get the, the dub uh, or whatever, uh, you kind of understand why people are kind of going, well, maybe Socorro's going to turn the corner. And it really just depends, I mean, uh, how they face all of this adversity. If the next few games continue to be like that, then you'll see some people pretty excited for Cano's third year over there. And it's interesting because it looked like Franklin did a lot of damage on the ground and not through the air. 
Right, and well, they got a lot of them injuries, yeah, and so eight carries for Shakespeare for one thirty-four. Then you had uh, Della Riva, yep. seventeen carries for one forty-five. I mean, carried the ball well, and um, but uh, when you look at when you look at a Socorro team, their biggest they've got some pretty big guys up front. I'm just not even they got some big old dudes up front. Uh, they're work in progress, but they got some big dudes up front. So you're surprised at the running game. I thought Shaden would have went to the air a whole lot more because that is the Achilles heel of that team. They don't have a lot of speed on the back end, and so uh, you'll see teams exploit that down the road for sure. So they have 159 in the air, 314 on the ground. Right, right. And so. Yeah, so I guess at that point you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you just they got to weather the storm with all these injuries. That team is decimated, and if they don't start to get some kids back or whatever, it's going to get tough down the road for them. Definitely. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break real quick. We're, blah, blah, blah. we're going to take a quick break real quick. And yeah, it's right hard back. to get that out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> To it now. Next up, we got East Lake versus Americas. I mean, that was um, Americas came up and it was like we said, man. It was a must-win for them, and they played like it. Yeah, and then you had, um, you know, uh, uh, the people who were supposed to show up showed up. Anthony Miranda showed up. Mark Moore showed up. Uh, the, the running back Cameron Johnson had a good game as well. Seventeen to nothing. Uh, anytime you put up a donut on anybody in high school football. You're doing, you're doing something. Because remember, even in blowout games, people, the second and third string get out there and the other team yeah. finds a way to score. And so um, so anytime you can put, hang a donut on somebody, that's always special. I mean, that is always special. Yeah, I mean, they, they did enough to win, man. Yeah, and that's all you need to do at this point. It's, it's kind of like NCAA basketball. It is survive, survive and, advance. and advance. Yep, survive yeah. and advance. And, and they needed that win because next week, ooh, Nelly. Yeah. This week, this week, that's, that's going to be a tell-all in 6 yeah. I think. Two games of the week next week, all right? Uh, two games of the week next week. That definitely, Pebble Hills, Americas, that game right there, at the end of the day, is going to be like last year. Yeah. The winner moves up into that tier that's going to be fighting to try to see if they can get that first, second seed in the district. The loser of that game drops down into that dogfight for the fourth because they're going to have a lot of two-loss teams in there. I know you say two, but I think we got three three games next week. There's three. Yeah. Montwood plays Franklin. That's going to be a If Franklin game. was healthy, I would feel much better about that football game. I mean, just seeing what I was saying. I mean, Socorro put up 24 points on yeah, them. And true. so, uh, and it wasn't just garbage time points either. So, um not that anybody's discount Franklin or nothing like that, but the injuries are showing up yeah. and and uh, the holes are starting to show up. And I know that staff over at Coach Ron Hill and that staff over at uh, Montwood are going to find 
the holes in their film study and say, we're going at that weakness right there. And so this is the time, speaking of that, that when it's district, coaches sit down and they look at that film and they go, where's the hole? Who can't play? Who can't tackle? Who's not a great blocker? Who's not, who you they know, trying to hide? Yeah, who they trying to hide? Who doesn't pick up the blitz well? You know, uh, do they adjust? It have, this is when all the chess pieces start. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Next game, Pebble Hills, Coronado. Pebble Hills gets the victory, 49-25 versus Coronado. I mean, it was another day in the office for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Guy had, uh, if I remember right, four touchdowns and a uh, combination of running, throwing. Uh, you can see what uh, Coach Torres is doing over there. He's mixing it up. Uh, when you're going for, to the playoffs, you want teams to kind of have to look at film and have to scheme for, for two different things. You, uh, if you tell a coach, hey, all you really got to scheme for is the pass, oh, it, any defensive coordinator worth they salt, they're going to come up with a nice little game plan. If they have to just plan for the run, yeah, they're going to put that eight-man box in front of you and make you have to deal with it. But when you have both and you can do both, it just makes it tough because now you're like, okay, I got to see how the rhythm of the game is going to see which way they're really trying to, to show me what they want to do in this game and then make the adjustments. So, Gaia had three touchdowns. Okay, sorry about three that. Three rushing yeah. touchdowns, 15 carries, 100 yards, but then Quarles had 24 carries, 174. That's a Division One back right there, and I know uh, people are, are gradually starting to hear, but he's got the size, he's got the speed. Um, you know, uh, he's going to be a guy toward the end of the season that everybody's going to look up and go, wow, he's in the top 10 or top 15 in the state in 6A in rushing. Yeah. If they continue the same kind of pattern, you're going to see that. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, you, you, you see them kind of putting things together. And then last we had Eastwood versus El Dorado. And what probably – Surprise of the day. It was a dog fight for these guys. I mean, dog fight. <laughs> so, it was not easy. Uh, it was not easy. And, and that caught everybody off guard. Uh, certainly caught us off guard. I'm sure it caught other – uh, podcasts and pundits out there and media folks off guard because uh, on paper, uh, I mean, now Eastwood put up the points we knew they were going to put up, but, but uh, wow, we didn't expect this kind of, this much of a dog fight uh, coming from uh, El Dorado. Now, saw the game. Uh, Eastwood had a lot of penalties and had some mistakes in there, and, and you don't expect that coming out of a, Julio Lopez has his guys ready to play, no doubt, but Coming out of a bye week, you, you would have thought it had been a little bit cleaner, if you will. And sometimes games like that are that, that wake-up game to go, okay, you can't mess around over here. Even the teams that are struggling and may only win one game this year, hey, they will get you too if you don't line up and play football. And so um, we certainly uh, were surprised at that. El Dorado, again, without uh, Ray Ray Estrada and uh, still continues to be a, a question mark and uh, what is even uh, more uh, concerning, you got some lower-level guys out there at El Dorado at this point. I mean, you are you're almost headed to a one and nine. If Ray Ray doesn't come back, I, I don't know. You're going to get probably Socorro, maybe. I mean, with the way Socorro's playing now, yeah. but um, it, it's going to be tough. And so you got to start to look at who those lower-level guys that can help you right now. And uh, Jadarius Sanders comes up to. Uh, you know, comes up, he's an 11-2, 11-100 meter guy who can run. Um, 
you know, you got to figure out how to get that a guy like that the ball. And uh, he's a playmaker. And uh, and in these days, I mean, kids are trying to go to school. And so uh, if you don't find a way to use playmakers like that, uh, unfortunately, in this environment, uh, we see it, man. Dudes get up and leave and go with somebody is going to use them. And so uh, and 365, while that is a a deterrent, some kids don't care at this point. They, they're trying to play. They're trying to get to school. And so. Um, uh, so a kid like that, man, you, he's six, two long and any, any college coach that's seen that kid out there, he's raw, but that's the kid they're going to go, he's raw, but you can't teach six, two and you can't teach 11, one and he'll probably run 10, eight this year. You can't teach that. No. So they'll teach him how to play football. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you spoke on it. I mean, it took a 344 yard passing passing game, three touchdowns, plus another 108 yards from a quarterback to pull this thing through. I mean, kudos yeah. to that El Dorado staff for getting those kids up for the game. Yeah, Definitely. get them up for the game. I mean, uh, not, you know, not what was us kind of attitude about. We don't have this guy. This guy failed. This guy's hurt. This guy. No, they just said we're going to play uh, Aztec football and see what happens. And so, and as a coach, you – you know, somebody at Coach Martinez's position, you got to do that. I mean, you you still going to have to line up the next Thursday or Friday, depending on, Definitely. you know, their 6A schedule. But you still going to have to line up and play. And so uh, give it your best effort out there. And But as we roll into week six now, it starts to – you really got to start taking a look at, at what's out there for your outlook for your football team. Definitely, definitely have to. I mean, and so for the week – we went six and one. We had the same picks this week, y'all. Um, the one game that I went back and looked at the film, we didn't pick, and we thought we did was the uh, was the Canoteal Parkland Parkland game, and we got the East Lake Americas game wrong. Yeah. But um, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You, you got you got two top performers. Um, I just think week six is gonna be something special and. I mean, now, now what, two of the – no, all three districts are now in district play. Yes. And so everybody's in district play now. And so you're going to see – football is going to change. You're going to see – you will see that transition from, uh, okay, I'm playing this little non-district schedule to – I mean, it gets a lot more serious out there. I mean, the plan, uh, whatever goes on, that all goes out the window because now it's about winning games and getting to the playoffs uh, out here. Yep, playoff seating, boy. I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. I mean, like I said, there's quite a few matchups, um, quite a few players. I think they're going to have some big games. They're going to need some big games. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's some game, there's some teams that like that. We talked about it during the break that America's Pebble Hills game. Yep. Like the loser of that game drops drops out of the race for the title. I mean, it's just. Um, it's tough over in that 6A district, and once you hit two losses, you start going into that dogfight, yeah. you know. Um, um, you really go into that dogfight. And so, uh, and as long as Eastwood continues to win, it gets even tougher. A two-loss team to try to get up there for a tie for the title, it gets even tougher. And so uh, the best thing for a coach is try to win their district games early and then set yourself up for – you know, where you can you can do some things. Uh, you'll see that in 5A uh, for sure. Uh, 6A, they're going to dogfight to the end. But five, uh, the, the 5A districts, uh, here comes Andrews. 
You know, uh, they had we'll one of the toughest uh, we'll schedules see. in the state of Texas. I hope it was the schedule. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, uh, we didn't even talk about that one, but 62-14 to 14 against Midland. But uh, you saw some highlights and the kids scored, but uh, a lot of still mistakes on that young football team. But now they get, you know, the El Paso highs and – it's just different. It, it ain't going to be the Midland Bulldogs or Franklin or East Lake. I mean, think about I that schedule, I, man. I it, but I, like I said, <laughs> let, let's hope it was a schedule. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Let's hope it was a schedule. Um, another big game is what, Bel Air plays Delvai? Yeah, that's one of those two games of the week, y'all. I mean, it's just like last year. I, I mean, I'm just going to go there. Last year, this is the same scenario. Uh, if I remember right, Hanks was going in 4-1, and one. Bel Air was 5-0, and oh, and everybody's same thing. Hey, Bel Air is really... Was Bel Air Hanks? Yeah. We're going to find out who Bel Air is, and we're going to find out who Hanks is. And that score last year was at one point 41-17, to 17, and Bel Air ran the, really ran the clock out in the fourth quarter by running the ball, uh, rushed it, I think, 24 straight times uh, to put in that last score to make it 41, and that kind of... Uh, just kind of took the uh, wind out of the sails. This week, uh, again, we'll preview it, but you're going to see a lot of fireworks in that game. Uh, Porters and the new coach over at uh, Scott Belize, is he going to be out to prove something? Uh, Scott and his offensive coordinator, Kevin uh, Quevin Redden, are going to be out to prove something. Uh, who's got the biggest dog on the block? And so uh, we're going to find that out. And it's over at Bel Air. So I heard KTSM has already made it their game of the week. And so... I, wouldn't ex I, w I would expect that Pebble Hills and Miracles will be another game of the week for maybe KBIA or Channel 4. But, um, but you never know. They all may come over just because uh, that's going to be a separator game. The loser of that game for the district, now you're pretty much, you know, going to be in that dogfight. It's kind of like the other one. You lose that game, now you're looking at, okay, I still got to play Del Valle. I still got to play Parkland. Parkland. And so, uh, you know, it gets kind of – it's kind of tough. You're like, man, I lose that game. I'm, I'm fighting for that third or fourth. Yeah. You know, maybe. Depends. I mean, we'll see what happens in Parkland. But it, it's a dogfight at that point. Uh, it becomes the difference between having to get on the road and drive 8 to 12 hours or sleep in your bed to play that first-round game. And I think that makes all the difference in the world. Um, you know, some teams like Parkland, uh, Parkland had a home game, and so did uh, Del Valle last year. But Bel Air, in its history, I mean – uh, I think one home game in their, you know, school started in 1957. <laughs> and so they've been on the road a lot. And so is this a year that, that they finally figured out and, and then finally get a home game at home, whether it's a one seed or a two seed, uh, and get one of those teams from the panhandle, which are going to be tough as nails. I looked at some of the games up there. It's uh, rinse, wash, repeat, or wash, rinse, repeat. It's the same. They they're dog fight up there again. Yeah. That by district up there is brutal, and so um, one through four is gonna come down here or go up there, and it's gonna be a dog fight. They're yeah. gonna be ready to bring it. That other district is loaded. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, hey, folks, that's been our wrap up show. Catch us next week as we preview week six and put out a couple other things. But uh, from Waterland Sports Report. Thanks for watching. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're excited. I mean, uh, just before you wrap it up, just remember the, uh, we're going to caveat the numbers and do the preseason, or I'm sorry, midseason leaders now. We're through game five, and so we'll be able to preview, uh, when well, I preview, but release 
um, the candidates out there, um, the leaders, the yeah. real leaders at this point. We'll, we'll do the top ten for player of the year. Yep. Yep, so. But you guys have a good one. Be blessed. Week six. Oh, man. Oh, my God.